Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of It's Everything with me, your hostess, B.B. Sweetbriar, is here where we promise to bring you everything, every time, for everybody, and we are the weekly Sunday segment of the Michelle Meow Show, and today is so special. (laughs) It's so special because today is Valentine's Day, even for those of you, such as myself, who do not have a Valentine. It is Valentine's Day, and I didn't get. That's just even even though I don't have a Valentine. I'm I'm looking at my producer Fong here, and even though I don't. Have, do you have a Valentine, Fong? Okay, she didn't have a Valentine either. I don't. Have, I still feel love, don't you? Oh, we we could be all. We're each other's Valentine. I I feel the love. I feel the love. you feel the love. I feel the love, and so for all of you out there, I want to wish you a happy Valentine's Day, and I hope because today is also the day before President's Day. It is a long weekend for people, so you, whoever your significant other or whomever you're spending Valentine with, I hope you're taking advantage of the fact that you don't have to go to work tomorrow, probably. So if you want to do one of those, you know, overnighter somewhere or a long night out with a dinner and a little bit of dancing or something like that, you can do that. Put the kids to bed early. If you have some children and, you know, do what you got to do after that. So it could be just an enjoyable Valentine. We don't get the special ones that often like this. So um, I hope you enjoy it. We do have a real good show. We kind of have a um, a little bit of a Valentine theme to it because um, our, our first segment that we will, our first and second segment actually, or second and third segment, excuse me, um, will be uh, about an audible book that has just come out on Amazon.com. I don't know if you're aware that Amazon.com does Audible books. And I know you are busy as much as I am. And one thing that has suffered for me is my ability to read literature. And so um, I've taken to Audible books because I can listen to them during travel on the train or on the the air, in the air. So um, this might be something if you haven't taken advantage of Audible books that you might want to explore. But definitely if If you have and you want to add to your collection, this is one that I may recommend, particularly if you're into um, gay-themed books, because Audible now has a book uh, that was released, and it's a re-imaging of the Shakespeare's famous tragedy, Romeo and Juliet. Uh, It came out on February 10th, and it's called Romeo and Jude. It's an LGBT epic romance audio drama full of passion, of course, emotion, definitely, and scandal, of course, um, <laughs> and a family fallout, and it's written by Marty Ross. So I'll tell you a little bit more of the the backdrop of the story as we get into um, playing a sample for you in two parts here today. Um, I also later on um, at our last segment will introduce to you a new. Um, contest that I am running here on It's Everything in conjunction with Gloss Magazine on giving away a gift of love, which is a CD that came out in December by the one and only the divine Miss M. Bette Midler. So um, I'll give you some um, instructions on how to uh, enter the contest as well as play a couple of songs from this collection. So you'll get a little bit of love going on here on It's Everything Today. Another thing that's kind of um, lovable is um, a couple of weeks ago we had two gentlemen on the show uh, that were talking about their uh, their new, uh, not their new, but their their musical that is coming back to San Francisco um, called Mighty Real, a fabulous Sylvester musical. And I spoke with Anthony Wade 
um, and his partner uh, about the 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 um, musical and them writing it, their inspiration for it all, and um, and it, um, Kendrell Bowman. I didn't say his partner's name, um, and and so I just wanted to remind you that this starts up here in San Francisco. Uh, the previews are on February 17th. So if you haven't gotten your teach, uh, tickets, you can do so on www.brava.org um, to get tickets. Also, on the 18th of February, there's a special performance because uh, the, the proceeds of the performance will go to AIDS Emergency Fund. Um, there's also an after party there at Brava uh, where you get an opportunity to meet uh, the cast and everything. But the reason why that's really important is because a lot of people don't know that when Sylvester died, he bequeathed his royalties um, to two agencies, and one was um, the AIDS Emergency Fund and the other was Project Open Hand, and they deliver meals. Those they deliver meals to those who are suffering from HIV and AIDS, um, and so they are a, a one organization that Sylvester did um, recognize in his will um, to receive that. So that's why that's important. So that remember the seventeenth Brava dot org um, is the beginning of Mighty Real the musical. Uh, and so that kind of ripe to, oh, there's what is one other thing that I wanted to talk about because it's something that's kind of unique that's happening on television uh, on the, well, when is the, um, on Monday. On Monday is the Grammy Awards. And on the Grammy Awards during one of the commercials, apparently uh, the one and only uh, Gwen Stefani has teamed up with Target um, as a promotion of her upcoming album, she's doing a live video. You know, the music video? She's doing a live music video during one of the commercials. It'll be a four-minute commercial, but it's actually kind of like these live musicals that they're doing now on television where they're not taped, but they're actually performing live for you. She's going to be performing live her music video filled with costume changes, and all of that, and you're going to see that during a commercial break um, at the Grammys on Monday. So if you weren't inclined to watch it, I would say watch it just because of that. Uh, the name of the um, actual song that she will be performing the video uh, to is called Make Me Like You. That's the name of the new song single that she's doing the music video live for you tomorrow during the broadcast of the Grammys. That's Gwen Stefani and Target. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to go to a commercial break, and when we come back, I'm going to introduce for you Romeo and Jude, the new Audible book on Amazon.com.
Thanks for listening to the Progressive Voices Network, streaming the best in progressive talk 24-7. Keep the progressive conversation going on by joining our community. Each week, we send out an email that covers important things taking place in the Progressive Voices Network and throughout the progressive world. Be the first to know of upcoming shows, schedule changes, exclusive programming, and more. Simply go to ProgressiveVoices.com and sign up for our mailing list. It's that easy. ProgressiveVoices.com. Thanks for listening, and thanks for joining the Progressive Voices community. Babe, I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? (laughs) Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side. As a unified team of the best fertility specialists, guided by the highest ethical standards, Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do, especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. Well, welcome back. Thank you for staying with us. If you just joined us, this is It's Everything with me, your host, this BB Sweetbriar. We are the weekly Sunday segment of the Michelle Meow Show. So thank you for tuning in. Um, in the beginning intro, um, I mentioned about our our kind of our Valentine um, themed project, which is a new Audible book that is on Amazon.com. They have an Audible book section uh, there, and it's called Romeo and Jude. It is a rework of the course of Shakespeare. Uh, famous tragedy, Romeo and Juliet, um, and it's an LGBT epic romance, so it's it definitely falls in line for what we want to see there, uh, a little gay thing going on in there, and um, it stars um, Game of Thrones' Owen Teal, which is great. Um, it also has um, Oscar-nominated film Pride's um, Matthew Tennyson, um, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 1 and Part 2 star Nick Morin. And it has EastEnders Ricky Norwood. So there's some good heavy hitters up in there acting. It is, of course, a British film if you haven't gotten the uh, from the name of the actors there. And it is written by uh, Marty Ross. Now, this epic romance is retold in a modern-day audio adaption as an ambitious amateur um Dramatics Company, I guess that's what you would call a drama company, a theater company, attempts to put on a professionally directed play for the first time. Now, Ray, that's the character played by Owen Teal, is the star actor of the Amateur Theater Group, which offers an escape for uh, Ray in his midlife hardship of his divorce and his um, looming bankruptcy. You know, he's divorce has caused him to have some problems with his business. Little does he realize that his life is about to change dramatically when his theater group appoints a professional director to direct their latest production of Romeo and Juliet, where he begins to see life imitating art for the actors involved. 
night, you know what that means, right? Because we're going to get to it. Ray is chosen to play Romeo and throws himself into this Romeo and Juliet play whilst also attempting to keep his business afloat by networking with a local businessman by the name of Charlie, played by Nick Morin. Now, trying to get a contract with Charlie's company, Ray is persuaded by Charlie to encourage Charlie's son. Are you following me here? Charlie's son, whose name is Jude, uh, also a college dropout, and that's played by Matthew Tennyson, to join the theater company. Now, in true Shakespearean style, where men play all the roles, Jude is cast to pay, play Juliet opposite Ray's Romeo. Now, while a little uncomfortable at the beginning, you know how it is a little to embrace the same sex and get really close and intimate. That might be a little uncomfortable, but they got a little used to that because a passionate and dangerous behind-the-scenes love romance begins between the two of them. Now, the word gets out about the affair, and Ray and Jude have to flee uh, the city for safety from Jude's homophobic father, Charlie. Now, a whirlwind chase goes on, and it's filled with violence, fear, love, death, and despair, and draws the couple, the families, and the cast in, of the play all together in all this turmoil. So that's the backdrop of Romeo and Jude. So we're going to play part one and a part two of a sample of Romeo and Jude by Marty Ross, available on Amazon.com. Theatre production for Audible Originals. Oh, what now? Where's that coming from? The closet? the expense we have not spared in getting hold of tonight's very special guest. Oh. oh, no, not you, Nancy. What? Oh, sorry to be a disappointment. My brother here. Ray? No, 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 he's uh, popped out for a cigarette, has he? Um, yes, uh, downstairs he'll be. A cigarette? Or oh, hasn't he earned it? 
I suppose he has. Now, anyway, as I was saying, the Verona players have had a hit here this week, even made a profit. Which means we can be even more ambitious with the next production. Proof of that comes tonight with our special guest who is... Uh, any idea where she is? a smoke, I hear. Oh, yeah. I didn't know you smoked. No. And I lived with you till you were 22. 23 is not too late to start. Plus, I've had you living on my couch for the last four months and still haven't seen you dirty an ashtray. A combination of a bad divorce and a sister putting me up in our house out of the ideal home show might explain my doing it fiercely but furtively. You remember as a kid when you told me you'd seen Batman in our treehouse? Vaguely. I didn't believe you then, and I don't believe you now. Well, I've been telling my fellow players I smoke. Gives me an excuse to get out of their company at moments like this. <laughs> I thought you'd want to be up there, sharing the champagne. The show was a triumph. A triumph? Yes, it was, sort of. Which is why I wanted to be alone. Ah. Oh, I, I don't mind being alone with you. Mm, thanks. It's a load of shit, obviously. What? Nicker's Vicar. <laughs> the play. I mean, in relation to the canon of dramatic literature. Well, it was funny-ish. Except for a moment, it suddenly got serious. What, the bit where the vicar's wife overdoses on Valium? I thought that was a bit off. No, no, no. No, I mean with me. That last bit, my big speech. All the other nights, it was hard enough remembering the lines and hitting my marks, but tonight... Tonight, I don't know, it was so real. The feeling realer than real. Like I was that person. I mean, like I was more than the person I'm usually stuck with being. Like, for a moment, I could have been anyone. Anything I put my mind to. Now, if you can just transfer that feeling to the real world... You can charm the pants off a second wife, set up home, and move off our couch. I'm sorry, Nancy. I'm sorry to you and Clive, likewise. Losing my wife and my house in one fell swoop slightly knocked the legs out from under me. And with the business on a drip feed, I don't know how I'm going to finance a fresh start any time soon. You've still not opened up, have you? About what happened? About what happened, about what? About what happened, about matters marital. Do I have to? Well, of course not. But if you wanted to, who'd give you a fairer hearing than your sister? Nancy. It wasn't... Wasn't what? <sighs> Never mind. You'll tell me if you want to. Mm. Not that you ever have till now. Nancy. Sorry. Sorry. Anyway, as far as the business is concerned, don't forget we've got the big Chapel family barbecue tomorrow night. Oh, that... I know things with Charlie Chapel have been compounding your woes. Well, go, perform for him like you performed tonight. 
charm him into telling you what you need to hear. Charming people on the stage is one thing. Oh, there you are. Hello, Clive. Been looking for you all over. Mm -hmm. They've opened the champagne up there, you know. We're just coming. Don't know what you're doing sitting on a step looking morose. Show was a hoot. You think so? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, when Nancy made it a condition of our staying married that I drag myself along, oh. well, amateur drama, I thought, God help us, some dull old thing with wobbly sets or, or something arty stuck up its own fundament. But that was, well, that was really, really professional. Thank you. I mean, the craftsmanship on that vestry set, whew, if there was a wobble, I did not see it. It's the sets that make the show. Yeah. <laughs> a good laugh all round, eh, Nancy? <laughs> and one marriage in this family lives to fight another day. Clive! Only teasing. <laughs> hey, Raymond? <laughs> teasing. Let's get up there before that champagne's completely drained. Yeah, remember, I'm driving. Just move, darling, eh? I I'll catch up with you. I need to change out of this beige suit into my own beige suit. You really were something tonight, you know. I know. Who'd have guessed? There you are, old mate. Thought I'd lost you for a bit. Are you talking to your reflection? You're talking to me. What? Oh, oh I didn't see you there. I'm uh, sorry. I was just, just, just getting dressed. Don't be shy. You don't look that bad. Uh, who exactly are? What exactly are you doing in? Miranda, darling, are you? Oh, Raymond, you met, or sort of, I was just... I was just about to tell him he was the least bad thing in your production. Oh, Miranda, that biting wit. Miranda. Perot, the director. Tonight, just a humble member of the audience. Except I hear next time around, you're our director. At great expense. For pennies, but I needed a challenge. So did we, apparently. Shakespeare, it's going to be. Yes. Yes, I, I wanted to do Titus Andronicus. All that cannibalism is so pertinent, I think, to the current state of the world. Well, well, we, the, the committee, that is, thought a woman eating her sons cooked in a pie might be pushing the envelope as far as our regular audience is concerned. For a first shot at the bard, anyway. Oh, I don't know. I've encountered several men in my life who might have been better off stuffed between pie crust and washed down with red wine, but alas... I was overruled. And we're doing Romeo. Oh, and Juliet? The one tends to go with the other. Of course, I should have quit then and there. R and J, done to death. Zeffirelli, schmaltzed, decaprioed, hokey, flowery shit. All but bereft of true Dionysiac terror. But still, better than that sub-Akeborn Farrago you fought your way through tonight and something... Might be done with it, if a few accidents can be contrived. Archie, isn't it? Yes, that's me. Club secretary, major domo, factotum, artistic visionary. Go. Leave us. Uh, sorry. Now. Oh, um, I, I see. Uh, see you in... Now. Right. How old are you? How Gentleman's not supposed to say. A lady's not supposed to ask. I'm not a lady. Well, not entirely. Well, old enough for my heart to sink at being asked. You don't look so old. Thank you. Or is it... Yes. That there's a boy buried in there somewhere, a boy who never began to get what his heart desired, who got shoved in the dark and told to shut up. Yes. 
Yes, I think that's it. I see him. <laughs> I'm not sure. Am I standing a little close? A little. You'll have to get used to it. There may be a part in the play for you. Oh, I hope so. I vaguely recall old Father Capulet gets to rant and rave a bit. Old? No. You let me do the casting. First read through is a week on Tuesday. Be there. Whatever you say. Three of them. Hi, Charlie. Charles? This battle-scarred survivor still sleeping on your couch? <sighs> Afraid so. Actually, it's a futon. And him the talk of Broadway. He's a futon, you see. It falls down from the soap. Senga. <laughs> Come on in. Oh, I love to dress. Something, isn't it? <laughs> I'm hoping Charles has a heart attack when he sees the gold card bill. That way, I inherit enough to buy another one. <laughs> uh, if the cost of my wife's wardrobe had the power to kill me, it would have done it a long time ago. <laughs> Come through, I'm just about to fire up the barbecue. Yeah, grab yourself a burger before he burns the house down. Yeah, a futon, you see. It's Swedish. He has slacks instead of springs. Blacker than black pudding outside, rare enough for the French inside. You don't get them like that at McDonald's. Come on, get yours so I can get mine. I couldn't afford a night like tonight if I didn't have a taste for red meat. Go on, I'll take my life in my hand. Man after my own heart. Yeah, um, on that subject... Have you got any more I... veggies? Veggies? Sorry, Nance. We ate all the hippies already. Mm, veggie burgers. <laughs> I'll slap another one on. Watch out, Clive. Your wife's losing her taste for red meat. Where does that leave you? Well, we do tend to prioritise chicken or fish in the weekly shops. Uh, anyway, right? anyway, Charlie, I was wondering if we could find him up. A moment. Yes, just, just Why a... not? I'm grilling myself in this heat. Oi, Tyrone! Get your youthful ass over here! Oi, Tyrone! Come in, I'm coming. Get your nose out of that poor girl's cleavage and shift this way. Come in, I said. My brother's boy. I'm minding him while his old man's living it up at Her Majesty's pleasure. Oh, yes. Uh, I heard. Sort of. Complete stitch-up, of course. I'm sure. More or less. But the living's good up there in the Colleone suite, or so I hear. I'm sure. Oi, Tyrone, take over the barbecue. Like a real man. Ah, kill another cow, Unc. Come on to it. Tyrone's going to be riding shotgun for me the next little while, business-wise. Oh, in modern business, a bit of muscle is occasionally required. Hey, Unc. Muscle and a shut mouth, if you please. Come on, Ray. Let's get ourselves a grown-up trip. Okay, that was part one of our sample of Romeo and Jude, which is an audible book available on Amazon.com. It came out on February 10th, and so this is one of your love stories that you might be able to pick up during our Valentine season. But we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have part two of Romeo and Jude.
I'm Heclina. I've been doing drag here in San Francisco for almost 20 years and uh, over the past couple of months I just opened up my club Oasis. It's been going really well. People really seem to appreciate the space. It's something people say San Francisco really needs right now because the city has been changing a lot. I always had this attitude of, of opening a space that was kind of like for everybody and that's just kind of the attitude and the, the uh, the ethics of Oasis is it's kind of a space for everybody. How does it feel to be a business owner? I don't know, you know, it's funny because I still need, I still have to kind of pinch myself to believe it's actually true, you know what I mean? Like I walk in there and, and I go up to the bar and I go, oh, can I please have a glass of water? You know, it's kind of like, I forget that it's my place. Running gay clubs, it's changed a lot. Um, I think that gay people now, they're everywhere. They don't feel like they have to maybe be in a gay bar all the time, so you have to be much more creative about how you are enticing people to come out to your club. I, I guess I'm successful because I'll just say it, I work really hard at what I do. I also like to provide a really quality experience for people. So yes, you know, people will pay to see my shows and pay to come to my club, but I always like, like to give them something that's worth it. The experience that they'll, they'll leave my shows going, okay, that was worth it, you know what I mean? This has always been my attitude. Um, just to entertain people and so it seems like that works, you know. I would say to young kids, you know, just kind of form your own identity and, uh, and you know, don't let others dictate how you should behave or think. Uh, you can always go to uh, sfoasis.com to find out about all the entertainment and nightlife that we have going on at Oasis. If you want to see drag, we've got that for you. If you want to see some queer hip-hop parties or queer dance parties, we have that for you. Spotlight on success and achievement. Brought to you by Wells Fargo. Together we'll go far. Okay, we're back. Welcome back, you all. I hope you enjoyed that first part of Romeo and Jude here on It's Everything with me, your hostess, Bibi Sweetbriar. Um, we are the weekly Sunday segment of the Michelle Meow Show. And we are playing a sample of the new Audible book on Amazon.com called Romeo and Jude. It's written by Marty Ross, and it's a rework of the Shakespeare famous tragedy, Romeo and Juliet. And, of course, it's reworked for um, a, you know, a gay audience or those who like those types of stories. And uh, this one is definitely that. So it's kind of like a play inside of a play uh, because the two gentlemen involved, uh, Ray and Jude, are part of theater company who are putting on the Shakespearean uh, play, Romeo and Juliet. And, of course, in Shakespeare's um, style, all the parts in this play um, is are, or excuse me, are done by all men. So that's how this romance and the trouble behind it begin. So we're going to go into part two of our sample of Romeo and Jude. Sorry I missed your show, by the way. Heard it went well. It did, pretty much. Me, I'm not the theatre type. Well, not everybody is. Always worried I'll get felt up by some lovey in the crush bar. <laughs> And if there is anywhere in the world where you are going to get AIDS off a toilet seat... <laughs> no, I'm only joking. It's... What's your poison? Sorry? To drink. Oh, whatever. Got a lovely whiskey there, feeling lonely. Fine. 
I thought your boy would be riding shotgun for you by now. My boy? Your son, Jude. Well, I mean, as opposed to your nephew out there, I thought Jude was being trained as right-hand man and heir apparent. He was. Was? I, I don't even want to talk about it, about, about him. Where is he? Still away at uni? No, he's not. Drink your drink. <laughs> Whoa, got a kick, eh? <clears throat> not the most refined single malt, maybe. Well, early days. First single malt out of the Guangxi province. Out of where? Chinese, it is. Them chinks. I think of everything nowadays. The Scots won't be happy. Sodom. Serves them socialist bastards right for biting the hand of feeds. Thanks, anyway. Uh, I heard you'd been in China. It's where business gets done nowadays. I'd move my whole operation there if chopsticks weren't such a bugger. Not including our share of the pie, I hope, Charlie. Right now my business is running on the oxygen supply it gets from your operation. Things are tough for everyone, Raymond. Margins tight. Sentimentality's a hell of a luxury. <laughs> what does that mean? We need the deal on the new stuff. No one can deliver for you like us. Like me. Except my Chinese friends are saying the same. And they can do it cheaper. We can do it cheaper. Somehow. If cheap's what it's all about. Well, no decisions have been made. Not just yet. When, Charlie? My end, we're stuck in the desert with our tongues hanging out. Bear with me. I've had a lot on my mind, business-wise and otherwise. Jude, you don't know the knack that kid's got for winding up his poor old dad. But if you need a shoulder to cry on... <laughs> what? What do you take me for? One of your Ponzi theatrical friends. I told you, I've got... I, oh, God, what in the name of... Oh, here we go. Hold on, my nephew's murdering someone. Hey! Tyrone! to come and stay with us. It's, it's been like having a bloody alligator in the kitchen sink. It's all right, Senga. He only skewed me by accident. And I can do that my right hand for a day or two. I've suffered worse blows recently. Oh, I know, Ray. That stuck-up cow of a wife of yours. I mean, no offence, but she was... It wasn't her fault. Well, not just her fault. Things for a long time hadn't been... And now she's shacked up with... Yeah, I know. 
I know. But when a marriage is as over as ours, what can you do but move on? I wish I could get a shot at it. Oh, you will, Ray. Lovely guy like you, still in your prime. Yeah. I'll net some stunner and invite her home to my couch. Sorry, futon. You won't be on that couch forever. Futon? Not forever, no. But in the near future, cash flow's likely to be a bit clotted as far as buying a new place is concerned. I was hoping your hubby was going to offer me a done deal here tonight. Oh. Instead, I hear the Chinese have given him a bottle of dodgy whiskey and won his heart. Let me talk to him. Senga, I, I don't want to drag you in. Nonsense! And I wouldn't be doing it out of simple generosity. Oh, no? No. I need your help, Ray. And if you do me a good turn, maybe I can do you one. You've heard about Jude. Your son? Mm. Not much. What should I have heard? Come on, downstairs. You're not telling me your Nancy didn't pass on a nugget or two about him dropping out of university. I think I maybe heard something. It was more than a something in this household. His father thought he was going to get a good lawyer out of the deal. Well, I know his father so often needs one. Oh, the courses were wrong. Law and business studies for Jude? Oh, like sending Gandhi to SAS training. Well, not exactly, but you get the point. And there was other stuff as well. Stuff? Oh, you don't need to know stuff. No offence. None taken, I think. Stuff, anyway. So, anyway, he's here. He's home with us, hiding in the corners where his dad can't take a swing at him. That's him, there. What? Where? There, in the study, tinkling the ivories. He doesn't share his parents' enthusiasm for 80s Bob. Oh, I haven't seen him in, well, since way back when. <sighs> way back when. Oh, I remember that. Back when he was my innocent baby boy and his future looked all wrapped up in a golden ribbon. Oh, I need your help with him, Ray. My help? Jude, he's been pushed in the wrong direction entirely. This thing that you've been up to, I wonder... I wonder if that mightn't be more his kind of thing. What, running a packaging firm? No, 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 the other thing. Other? The drama thing. Oh. That's the kind of thing for him, maybe. Well, the kind of thing he should have got himself into long ago, as opposed to all that other hard-headed, good son, oh-so-sensible crap that his dad tried to force on him. But he always was back at school and that, you know, artistic, sensitive. Maybe. I suddenly thought he should try for a drama school. One of those rada places, didn't you, once? Once? Long ago, long, long ago, and didn't get in. And anyway, Amdram with the Verona players isn't exactly rada. Well, it's a start, wouldn't it be? A chance at least to begin turning his life around. Yeah, but Sanger, it's not even a particularly youthful company. Mind you, we are doing Romeo and Juliet next. We'll need all the young talent we can get. Either that or we start press-ganging kids in the shopping mall. Well, there we go. Talk to him. Well, talk him into it. Give him something to do other than getting on the wrong side of his dad and playing melancholy bloody tunes on that piano. And this is your idea, I take it, not his dad's. <sighs> Confidentially, Raymond. Fuck his dad. Well, I suppose I could always have a word. <sighs> do what you can, Ray. I'd appreciate it. Oi, Sanger! We're ready for the fireworks. Shift your ass. Life's full of mistakes, you see. And if you don't set them right as soon as you can, you're stuck with them forever. Coming! Coming! Nice. Sorry? 
No, it's the tune. Nice. Space is. Sort of. If you're looking for Dad's party, um, you've come to the wrong room. Oh, I'm not. Trying to escape it more like. Well, that bad, is it? Dad's parties usually wind up resembling a cross between a suburban Nuremberg rally and a drunk fistfight in an old western. Yeah, I know what you mean. I have the wounds to prove it. So I see. What happened? Well, your cousin was trying to kill someone and ended up making do with skewering me. Tyrone? Yeah, he's like that. Everything Dad would have wanted in his own son. And look who he wound up with. I'd rather hear you play the piano than take another stabbing off him. Well, maybe you're as out of place in this house as I am. Maybe. I know you. Do I? Don't I? Oh, we glimpsed one another in passing, maybe, way back, further back than a young thing like you can remember. I'm not exactly part of your prestigious mum and dad's inner circle, but always around somewhere in the background. Oh, I've got you. You're the cardboard box man. Am I? Well, I'd hope for a broader assessment of my talents by the time my tombstone gets chiselled. Really? What other talents do you have? Oh, I don't know. Sparkling conversation, fatal charisma... General savoir-faire. I get it. You're the amateur drama guy. Accent on amateur. Really? I heard you're actually quite good. The whole suburb's been a buzz the last few days. I overheard a rave review in the co-op. Oh, and amused Dad knowing that the guy who does his packaging is a thespian. He likes that word. Sounds a bit like lesbian, so his bottomless comic potential. Your dad should be on the stage himself, maybe, with that rich sense of humour. I know, Dad wouldn't cross the threshold of a theatre. They're all puffs in there. Oh, hadn't you noticed? I hadn't, no. What about you? What about me? Ever thought about it? The theatre? Amdram, at the very least. Your mum says you're... Says I'm, what? Artistic. That's one way of putting it. Did she put you up to this? This? This. Which I assume is an attempt to point her poor lost soul of a son in the general direction of... Well, what... The church hall drama rehearsal that's going to give meaning to his otherwise wasted life. Nothing so grand. It's fun. No more. You should try it. We're doing Romeo and Juliet next. Bound to be a role or two going for a handsome young thing like yourself. We've just lashed out on a professional director. She's truly terrifying, but very talented. It should be quite an experience. And who will you be playing? Oh, God knows. We haven't had the casting yet. Some old codger on the sidelines. You don't look so old. Well... Come along. A week on Tuesday. See what happens. Me in tights, poncing around like some Elizabethan pretty boy. Oh, Dad would really love that. Well, it might be worth doing it just to see the look on his face. The thespian's revenge. Well, listen. He heard us. He's on the warpath already. Quick, out the window. We'll make a run for it. What? Uh, uh, what? No, no, nothing. No. Talk. Shakespeare's full of him. Getting myself in the mood, maybe. Shakespeare might even be fun. More fun than a garden full of fireworks, so will you come? If I'm there, I'm there. If I'm not, I'm not. Sounds like your dad shot someone. Oh, he does that occasionally. I'd better be getting back. I'm here with my sister and my brother-in-law. She hates the smell of burning meat and he'll be boring everyone to death. Can you get a better date? Not at short notice, no. My wife and I split up. She got the house and I got my sister's couch. Sorry, futon. So we're both castaways. Washed up against the family bosom. <laughs> Pretty much. I had a relationship that didn't work out either. Love and romance. Maybe we're better off without all that hassle. Oh, I still live in hope. For the next time. You're young. You're not so old. Come to the casting. I need someone like you around. Maybe I will. Maybe.
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, hello, excuse me, if we could just put our coffee cups down and pay, yes, uh, pay attention, please pay attention. Thank you. Much appreciated. Now, I'd like to thank you all for showing up in such quantity for this first read-through. Some of you have no doubt been drawn by the reputation of our director for this new production. The first professional director we have ever employed. Known for her bold work everywhere, from the Berliner Ensemble to the Glasgow City... Yes, yes, I all but fought to the death with the Berliners and the Brecht estate. And in Glasgow, my productions were morally boycotted by the entire population of the Gorbals. But that's enough of my credits. Let's get on with making what we can out of what I'm sure Shakespeare would admit wasn't one of his greatest plays. Abstract discussion I find largely worthless, so it's best we just have a read-through, swapping parts about as best we can, to avoid complete embarrassment all round. You, the plump fellow. Who? Me? Yes, you read the chorus. Your performance in that knickers thing failed to convince me you're an actor, but playing the chorus would give you something to do. Read, please. Uh, yes, yes, sir. <clears throat> yes. Two households, both alike in dignity, in fair Verona where we lay our scene. From ancient grudge break to new mutiny where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. From forth the fatal loins of these two foes, a pair of star-crossed lovers plight their troth. I think our opening image should be of an ox being butchered in the dead heat of the public square, just by the Roman arena, perhaps. The audience should be able to smell the blood. It's small, impressionistic touches like that, which will really make our production. I'm sorry. Do go on. Oh, um, star-crossed lovers, um, whose misadventured piteous overthrows doth with their death bury their parents' strife. The fearful passage of their death-marked love and the continuance of their parents' rage, which but their children's and noughts could remove, is now the two-hour traffic of us. Well, there you have it. That is just a sample now. So you kind of have a little feel of how it's all going to go. I do recommend, as you can tell, it's very clear to understand. Um, it follows really well. It reads well. Um, and I think the characters, I love audibles because I think because they are done by actors that you get all the emotion behind it. Sometimes you don't get the emotion when you're reading, of course, unless you create it yourself. But you at least get the emotion um, of the reading as the writer intended you to have it. So um, that's why I like the Audible books, and I hope that you also enjoy them as well. And if you haven't done so, maybe this is a good time for you to do it. Um, if you are not uh, have an Audible membership with um, Amazon.com, if you join the trial membership, the Romeo and Ru Jude um, Audible book is actually free. So, just by doing the trial membership. So, again, Romeo and Jude by uh, Marty Ross is available on Audible Books on Amazon.com. So, we're going to take another commercial break. And when we come back, I'll tell you all about that Bette Midler contest. Mm -hmm. 
When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Symes, owner of Allegra Home Care. Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.alegrecare.com. Allegra Home Care, serving your community. The Commonwealth Club is a unique organization that brings together people from a variety of backgrounds to explore important issues as a community. Sooner or later, everyone worth hearing comes to our stage. From Marga Gomez to Richard Chamberlain, from James Hormel to Kate Kendall, leading thinkers, activists, politicians, and artists have come to the Commonwealth Club of California. Ted Olson and David Boyes came here to discuss their winning legal strategy for same-sex marriage. Jason Collins talked about gay athletes. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence discussed activism and good works. Actor and director Rob Reiner explained how he got Hollywood behind same-sex marriage. Barney Frank described what it's like to be gay at the highest levels of Washington. From healthcare reform to transgender rights, from immigration to gay-owned businesses, it's all at the Commonwealth Club. And that's still just a portion of the 450 programs we present every single year with new programming nearly every single day. Be a part of the conversation. Learn more at commonwealthclub.org, download our free app in iTunes, and join us in person the next time you're in San Francisco. The Commonwealth Club of California puts you face-to-face with today's thought leaders.
Oh, you should have been in here. Fong, did I not just give the performance of performances? I I love that song. That, of course, is uh, From a Distance, one of Bette Midler's wonderful hits. I, that song gives me the chills every time I hear it. I just feel it. I, I just feel it. She takes me to church on that song. Well, you know, it's been over 40 years since the divine Miss M. Bette Midler began her love affair. I'm going to call it a love affair with the gay community. Her presence, her body presence on um, belting songs in the bathhouses of New York City started her journey to the stardom, of course, of which she now recognizes. And that stardom was destined to happen the very moment she recorded her first album in 1972 called The Divine Miss M, which she has been called, or that has been her moniker, ever since. Now, the Grammy and Emmy-winning star's connection with the gay community has been unwavering with her standing up and showing up for a community when only a few would. She continues to stand up, and her everlasting um, compassion is even recognized in her unplugged version of TLC's 90s hit song, Waterfalls, and she did it in 2014 on one of her albums. And the, the lyrics of that song talk about HIV, the HIV and AIDS crisis. Midler says she cried the first time she actually heard that song. The love affair with her divine gaze continues as Bet is set to star in the film adaption of James St. James' novel Freak Show, which is directed by Sting's wife, Trudy Steitler. The story is about a cross-dressing teen in a conservative high school. And that movie actually comes out this year. And again, her love affair continues beyond today. Um, for she is set, Bat is set to be the star of a stage revival of Hello Dolly on Broadway in 2017. Now you know where there's a Hello Dolly. There's a gay crowd. I just know. I'm just that's, I'm just putting it out there. Um, now that is something about all the stuff that she does to perpetuate her. You know, it just shows that 
she cares about her gay following. Now, a gift of love is what Bette gives us all the time. No, and I'm, I mean literally, she's giving us a gift, a gift of love because that was the name of her album release in December of last year, 2015. A Gift of Love is Bette's first um, hits compilation in over eight years. Eight years. And it includes hits like From a Distance, which we heard, The Rose, I love that one too, and The Wind Beneath My Wings, and 15 other great songs, which remind us just how great a love affair we have had with the divine Miss M during this Valentine's Day season and beyond. So here's an opportunity for you to win a your own copy of uh, these love song collections by Bette Midler and her album, A Gift of Love. It's everything um, with me um, has joined forces with Gloss Magazine here in San Francisco for this giveaway, which actually ends on February 18th. That's the last time you can enter. But I'm going to send you to glossmagazine.net to get the details. So you have to go to www.glossmagazine.net to get the details on how you enter to win a CD, A Gift of Love by Bette Midler. I will tell you this. It requires you to have a Twitter account. Just saying. So if you don't have one, you either have to choose to not enter or go open one. <laughs> it's free. But that's it. I think that's great. This is a great way to end on our Valentine's Day show. With all this love song, we gave you a love story, we gave you a love song, and we're going to end our, our, our show with this love song. So I want to thank you all for listening on this love day. I hope you have a lovely evening. Um, but here is Bette Midler with A Wind Beneath My Wings, and this is from her album, A Gift of Love, and good day. Till next time. Bye-bye.